Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about life. Uh, yeah, you might be saying, what? Uh, it's the movie from a couple of years ago, directed uh, by Daniel Espinosa, who was supposed to be, or I suppose did, direct Morbius that we were supposed to be reviewing this week. Uh, but sticking with the theme of all these movies getting pushed back, uh, we're reviewing things that are related to those movies instead. So we are going to talk about life. Before we go any further, we're going to get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. And Dylan is... So if you catch me or Ron just like randomly laughing during this episode, uh, Dylan is over here wilding with his uh, Snapchat filters on Zoom. What are you talking about? I mean, he's rapid cycling between being a baby, a duck, a chihuahua with a crock on its head. A porcelain doll. A porcelain doll. Should I match the episode? Um, <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> but, but anyway, before, before we go into the episode, we got to always make sure that we remember our uh, pickle, pickle of the week. Pickle of the week. Hey, look at that. <laughs> well, I mean, that was still wrong, but I mean, you know, okay. We tried. What if we just... Why don't I have the same idea? What if, what if next time, I won't, I won't remind y'all of this, how about next week? I say pickle of the week, and then Dylan says pickle of the week, and then Ron says pickle of the week, just not at the same time. Like we all say the it. same That's, thing. I'm okay with that. All right, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, my pickle of the week uh, from Vault Comics is Vampire the Masquerade number one. It's a, hey. a one of twelve. It's a maxi series. That's on brand. <laughs> it is. It is on brand. It's also very good. I read the first issue a month or two months ago. Whenever they sent the PDF around, uh, it's very fun. Uh, very fun read. Uh, you don't have to know anything about uh, the Vampire the Masquerade or World of Darkness or any of that stuff. You can just jump right in, and it tells you everything you need to know. Um, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited to read it. Yeah, I forgot they had a preview for it, so I they missed sure it. sure did. I missed it. That's all I got. Uh, Ronnie Boy, what you got? Don't so pick I'm, mine, picking, Ron. I'm picking a book that came out last week, actually, because uh, okay. I forgot about it, and I was super excited about it. Um, Pulp, the hardcover. Oh. Uh, it's uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Uh, they're doing a Western uh, story this time. Uh, I'm sure most stores sold out because we got a bunch of calls for it last week. We should be getting some more in on Wednesday or Thursday. So there you go. If you missed out on it, come, come pick it up. That's cool. I, I didn't even know that came out. out. I missed out on it. So I'll give you mine this week. That's right, baby. Yeah, yeah baby boy. <laughs> Dylan, what you picking? I'm picking Giant Size X-Men Phantom X number one. Bye. Okay. God yeah, Hickman and yeah. Rod Reese. If you don't yeah. know Phantom X, he's like a mutant weapon, you know, like Wolverine style Weapon X, but James Bond style character. He's, he's got cool. a little robot that he sends it out. Yeah. Eva, right? But it's a, it's a one shot. Oh, so. okay. okay. Written by uh, Mr. Fortnite and Hickman himself. Of yes, course. That's how you know it's going to be a mark of quality. Prestige. Um, Anyway, uh, this is the part of the show where we would like to remind everyone to please head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films we review, so do us a favor and go do it. Dylan's got a spawn filter on. Ooh. Is that licensed? It's Mc, no, uh, of course Mc not. Mike Falling, gonna come get you, dog. The name of the name of this filter is Pawn. Pawn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, does that answer your question? 
I so you're telling me Todd McFarlane, Toddy Mac does not get a cut out of the, a cut of that? That's disgraceful, Dylan. You know what it's Todd F. McFarlane, right? <laughs> What's the F stand for? Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> events, events. Um, let's see. I don't have anything this week. Um, I do have KeyForge uh, later in the month. I believe it's the 14th and the 21st, but uh, get back to me next week. I've been off at work. I've been off work five days, so I don't know. I feel that. Yeah. Dylan, do you have any events? I mean, no, no. You guys have any events? Mm-mm, no. Oh, okay. All right. Um, moving wait, on to, oh, oh, wait. I just remembered, I remembered one. My bad. Oh. What um, is it? Tonight on Facebook at facebook.com slash bedrock city comics slash live is our next and best they're each next one is the best right they're always live sale no matter what dylan told you last week this one's the best well it's possible we just keep upping ourselves you know yeah until Um, you're gonna say topping ourselves and everything like that Um, you gotta have 15s and hulk 181s every week right 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 um actually last week's to be honest last week's was our best i think it had our most viewers Okay. We got up to 200, but it averaged at oh. around, 20, around 180, you know, nice. throughout the episode. So Not bad that enough. went well. Um, what do we got this time? We got for Squirrel Girl, first Carnage. Nice. Some other, you know, modern and Bronze Age first appearances, stuff like that. A bunch of cool bricks. That's it. That's the T. I love cool bricks. Who's trying to break out? Bricks <laughs> I mean, are a perfect group for quarantine, you know? Yeah, they are. It's cheaper than a trade, and you get a complete story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for events. Uh, it's really just Facebook Live and whatever I have KeyForge. Um, we're, anyway, we're going to try to get some more events going on for you, but uh, moving on to what I done did. Uh, Ron, let's, let's yes. call on Ron. What you done did? <laughs> I changed my first car battery for the oh. first time. How'd that go? Ooh, that yourself? Was, that was yep, all by myself. Did, uh, did you use like a listicle? I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you use a YouTube tutorial or did you pull up like an e-how? No, I just, I looked at the battery and was like, cool, I'm taking it out. Oh, so there okay. you go. Whoa, that okay. was it, yeah. Uh, Typical Ron fashion. I'll just buy it at the door, it's fine. Not necessarily. Uh, I didn't want to do it, um, but there was only two people working at the AutoZone. And I was like, well, I don't have tools. And she was like, you can have ours. And I was like, I guess I'm doing it then. <laughs> okay. That was it. That was that. How did it go? Uh, smoother than I thought it was going to. Okay. So, wow. Flying without so if you, need a, you need a battery change in your car. I got you. How much, wow. how much is it going to cost me? Uh, uh, this is probably just like some breakfast. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, but any time of the day, it could be breakfast, though, because that's. Yeah, all, all day. Cause all right. You know, you eat in time of the day. Okay, well, good job, Ron. I've done that. I did that once uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, they do it at AutoZone. I don't care. Right, for sure, yeah. No, if it, look, I didn't want to do it. If the, right, if it come, if it's included in the price. Then come on. Yeah, come, come on with, with it. it. My hood's over there. <laughs> you know, I'll pop it for you. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'll do. I got you. Um. Dylan? Mm, pass. Pass. No, wow. I, wow. I didn't do I didn't really I really didn't do much. I uh watched Umbrella Academy season two. I caught up on season I know last week I said I was watching season one, but I finished that. And then I also watched all season two. Wow, wow boy. 
it was good. It was good. I liked it. Nice. But that was like 10 hours, so that's pretty much it. Okay. I wish um, I had more for you. I've been on vacation since, uh, I don't remember, Thursday, this past Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. And I come back tomorrow, which would be uh, seven days off. Um, I, I originally had this time taken off uh, for, for Gen Con in Indianapolis, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, but Gen Con moved it online and did it, they did it for free. Uh, some of the events cost money, but, um, you know, but your badge was free. Um, and so on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I played, played a bunch of games. Uh, it was, it was a good time. I played a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, met some cool people, you know, the whole convention thing, but you know, in front of my, where I'm sitting right now, you know, mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. in the 2020 way of doing it at your computer. Uh, and then yesterday mm-hmm. I went for a, uh, I went for a drive cause I wanted something to do. I didn't go anywhere. I just drove to Collins station. Got gas and turned around and went home. Just because oh. like to drive around, and listen to nice drive. Yeah, you know, you know how Ron knows how it goes. Like, oh, I know, baby boy, I you got know. you. Uh, <laughs> I sent Dylan a picture of a restaurant I drove by. It was exciting. Um, I drove in Belleville, Texas. I drove by Trump Burger. Tuck. And and it was like, it and it was just like the most. It, it was like a badly photoshopped banner not like a sign like a banner of donald trump standing in front of a flag and it said trump burger like not not to look enticing other than it is trump themed sure which is kind of funny um and they were obviously open for business and there's you know everybody coming out not wearing masks so you know but it's also belleville so you know yep it's also belleville yeah exactly but um i didn't see anything anything crazy when i was out there um, you know what? I, I will. I will say this. I'll put. I'll put something over here real quick. Um, Dylan might be familiar with this place. Um, last it, in in fitting with Gen Con last year when I was at Gen Con in Indianapolis, I discovered a new fast food restaurant, new to me that is, um, called Fazoli's. Never heard of it. You haven't, or you have? I haven't. No. Okay, so it's it's fast food Italian. Huh. Um, it is. That sounds good. Oh dude like it is it is superior to olive garden which is really like fast food quality right like olive garden is not the high-end right however you can spend a decent amount of money at at olive garden um what's the dining experience like oh i don't know i drove through is it well yeah but do you know if it's like a like you can't walk up and then get your food and sit down or no yeah it's it is just like like a waiter okay so i have dined in at a fazoli's in mississippi i don't know some state that wasn't texas um and they it's very similar to olive garden actually no it's not it's very similar to like burger king where you go up to the counter you order what you want okay uh, and then they come bring it to you on a tray but you do get unlimited soup salad breadsticks the whole deal um, and I and I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Uh, Fazoli's breadsticks are better than Olive Garden's. Fight me! Wow, they are life changingly good. But no, anyway, he didn't. I did. I went there. I went there. But anyway, so I'll give you. I'll go. There's not a lot of news this week, so I can go in a little bit. Um, so <laughs> last year, when I when I had this Fazoli's, it was right next to my hotel. So I was like, "What is this drive-through Italian? Let me try it." And I loved it. It was great. And Lori, my girlfriend, was making fun of me. She's like. You went to a place called Fazoli's. It just sounds like, <laughs> like, but it's like I'm telling you, it's really good. 
and she made fun of me, made fun of me, made fun of me. And then when I was in San Antonio a couple of weeks ago, uh, they have a Fazoli's there. There's none in Houston, by the way. Don't even try. Um, oh. There's one in San Antonio. And I was like, look, it's a two and a, it's a two and a half hour drive. I'll put it in a hot bag and I'll bring it back. So it's not going to get like gross in the car. So, bro, what? <laughs> this was a couple of weeks ago. And, <laughs> and Ronald, she, she can confirm the breadsticks are better than Olive Garden. That's it, horse. <laughs> and it's so good. Anyway, like mind-blowingly good for the price. Like um, I got a meal, breadsticks, and pizza for her and I uh, for $19. Oh, well, yeah, that's a steal, dog. Right. But anyway, so I went to Fazoli's. Um, there's one in College Station, which is the closest Fazoli's that I'm aware of. So if you're ever in College Station, go, go, go try it out. It's weird um, that like it's – it's pretty good. It's I would say the best fast food that you can get. I've always wanted price. like a Panda Express style priced Italian food. You know, Fazoli's, man. I'm telling you, one of these days, whenever we can do stuff, we'll take a uncanny road trip to College Station. Fra- franchise it, Michael. Open one in Houston. Uh, dude, it would, it would do great. I mean, I don't. I don't know why we don't have one here. Um, I'm sure there's one coming. Right at um, that point. It's and it's I, I know it's like it's big in the south. Um it's from it's based in Kentucky. So you get it all over like uh you know Kentucky, Alabama, all that stuff. Mississippi. But anyway, so I went to Fazoli's is the story. As I went to College Station, I went to Fazoli's and I came home. Word. Dylan, where'd your eyebrows go? That's a weird I filter. pull this off, do you think? Um, no. It's not a filter actually. Not just, at all. I just wanted you to your opinion so um, unsettling. but if you've ever been to Fasoli's and have an, have an opinion on the breadsticks let me know uh let us know on twitter at brc uncanny or facebook uncanny universe or instagram uncanny universe or join our discord server well it's bedrock's discord server uh you can find that on the twitter bio oh my god dealing with these filters you know big ed that's that's something um, we're going to get on to the news at this point. Um, new Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings set video emerges as production resumes. Uh, we recently learned that cameras were set to begin rolling on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, again, after the Marvel movie became one of the first major productions to be impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, and we now have some footage uh, of two sets being constructed as filming resumes in Sydney, Australia. That's exciting. Um, I'm glad. It looks that, super cool. Yeah. Did you look at the uh, set video? Uh, no, I did not. It looks. They like built a whole village. Mm-hmm. They went all out. Yeah, yeah it looks really cool. cool. They flew yeah. some like uh, local oh, news. Yeah. Flew a helicopter over them, and they uh, they got like maybe like ten to fifteen buildings. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look. Kind of impressive. That's really so, cool. It is definitely impressive. Now, did the release date for this movie get impacted? I'm sure every everything did, right? So. It got pushed back to summer, May, I think. I think, yeah, it got shifted to May. It was going to be in Carl. I don't know. I can't remember. It's still going to get shifted, though, because, like, Black Widow isn't even coming out this year. So, I mean, come on. I mean, no, it's coming out. That's a lie. It might. You never know, okay? Uh, The Hollywood Reporter. May 7th, right now. Okay. The Hollywood Reporter publishes an article on Brian Singer's traumatic X Men sets. Um, 
<laughs> the director's auteur style changed Hollywood's <laughs> approach. Who wrote this? Um, his auteur style changed Hollywood's approach to superhero movies forever. Okay. But his onset tantrums, a cast mutiny, and later allegations of sexual abuse have left, left a tarnished legacy as uh, the franchise turns 20. Did you guys read this article? I read the whole thing. I've been waiting for a takedown article from like a major publication for a while. Because like you know? this stuff's been talked about. Like there's been the rumors for a long while, right? Like yeah, mm-hmm. it's just been like loosely reported. I feel like there was an article of it in the Atlantic a few years ago, but like nothing, nothing that, major. Nothing that stuck to him, right? But this one covered everything. It covered like his drug, like you know, abuse on set, and like the sexual assault. And my favorite, what my favorite story was like. Apparently he. I don't know, he did something stupid and like the whole x-men cast in costume went to his trailer <laughs> and like uh i don't know how to say this had, they, like, they just like gave him a hard time and halle berry's can I say what halle berry said you know you know the quote no i don't she said kiss my black ass <laughs> 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 i was like that's, that's like the real like the pull quote from the from the uh article okay. but i mean when you think about it like has anyone ever talked about him like how they like working with him or no. posted a picture with him or Mm-mm. literally anything ever it's just weird you know so now i'm trying to think about like what other directors people must hate well i mean i, I think know. the cast interviews and stuff is always the most telling thing you know it's like you don't think they... they trash him but they don't talk about him ever right exactly but it's, it's kind of harder to pick up on that like people always tell you like mm. excuse me how much they love working with certain directors like you know, Kevin Smith mm-hmm. always gets, you know, tattered as being very friendly and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like even if you're Toro, just okay to work with, they'll say they love working yes, with Yes, I know. You know? So that, that makes it a little bit harder to, to pick up on, I guess. But I mean, you got to look at these interviews and see if anybody's ever actually talking about what it's like to work no, with. No one likes him, I don't think. And th- But that also should tell you what a what a bag of trash Jared Leto is. Is it's like people just are willing to drag his name through the mud to tell you about how <laughs> horrible he is to work with. It's like that's true, you know. Like, what a you always see the Suicide Squad cast like hanging out and genuinely having a good time, but he's not there. Well, <laughs> would you want to hang out with him? I feel like yeah. the X Men cast likes hanging out with each other too. Like you see, you see things with them all the time, and they go on vacations and stuff. But he's never mentioned. I feel bad for. Ellen Page, who had to work with Brett Ratner and then oh, wow. come back as Kitty Pride and work with Brian Singer. Ugh. Gross. I feel like the X-Men franchise is cursed with terrible directors. So if if you're God Feige and you're gonna bring the X-Men back, are you recast you have to recast, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, that was another interesting part of the article. It's Feige's role, like back in the day when these Fox movies were coming out, he was tasked with like keeping Brian Singer in line, like making sure he is on time and oh, really? appearing. And um, yeah, that was like his job. They were like, try and keep him from acting out. So that's an interesting. <laughs> What's the last movie I don't know. Brian Singer did? Um, maybe Days of Future Past. Has he done any I don't movies know. other than X-Men? <laughs> like, He did Superman Returns. Oh God, that's right. And he did, he, he won a bunch of awards for some movie. That's how he got on the map. Oh, Bohemian um, Rhapsody. Oh no! Oh, oh, the Usual Suspects. Well, he he did part of yeah, Usual Suspects. That's what I was thinking. But he did Bohemian Rhapsody until he bailed like midway through the. 
building. Right. Jack, wow. Jack the Giant Slayer. <laughs> Let's see. He did. Ab- Don't remember he did that. The he's gonna stop getting work, right? His, like he's yeah, not. Yeah, of course. His I think first, especially after this. Yeah. His first real movie is The Usual Suspects, and then Apt Pupil, which is also pretty good. Uh, but then you get into X Men, X Men Two, um, Superman Returns, Valkyrie, that Tom Cruise movie, Jack the Giant Slayer. Yeah, he hasn't made anything good. It's very <laughs> weird. You wonder they- how somebody like this keeps getting work if nobody likes them, you know? It's kind of weird. It, I money. think they gave him too much credit for X-Men. Because right. he... Oh, yeah. I mean, he did... He is the first person to come along and, like, take a superhero movie seriously. I don't mean, like, make it serious, but, like, want to actually make a good one, you know? Not sure. make it a joke. So I think right. he deserves some credit for that. And he did make the best X... Like, all the best X-Men movies he made, which is unfortunate, you know? Right. So he has some talent, but, like, I don't think sure. it's to the point where you we're like, oh, Days of Future Past, we need to bring them back. Like ten right. years later, you know, when the MCU is happening and everyone has a oh, roadmap for how to happening. make a good superhero movie. Yeah, oh, no. absolutely not. I could see no. maybe X Men Two being like, oh, we should probably bring up the guy who did the first one, but I don't think like ten years later you need to like keep going back to this guy. Not this is this is a little um, spur of the moment without any prep, Dylan. If they had to get a director now to to helm the new x universe do you have anybody that you oh boy i know that's really it's really a tough question Ari Aster. Ari Aster. yeah right uh, I, mean, I, I don't know Villeneuve. yeah i mean uh, yeah of course i don't know i don't i don't i have to really think about it because you'd never get somebody like a Villeneuve, right you'd have to get you'd have to get Villeneuve after he did prisoners not venue Villeneuve now you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who would be. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know he's already in Marvel, but I think Taika Waititi would be cool. Yeah, I agree. But he's he's yeah. like Mr. Star Wars now, so. Uh, for, for for the time being. Yeah. Um, Until he gets canceled by the Star Wars fans. Oh God. Uh, Amy Adams, the woman in the window, in talks for Netflix deal, and will skip a theatrical release. This is barely news for us. I just put it on here because Michael and I are going to read it. <laughs> are we? I bought it. Oh, okay. Like a year ago. Wait. So yes. What, this is not a remake of Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. This this photo just looks like Rear Window to me. No, it's a it's a new thing. We oh. we had it on our list. Did we? And read- then I like, and then I canceled Audible and redeemed all my credits. So and this was one of them that I bought. Okay. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read it at least. I'll, I'll read it for sure. I don't care. The trailer looks good. Uh, Amy Adams' next movie, The Woman in the Window, could be hitting the Netflix instead of debuting in theaters. Deadline is reporting that the streaming service is in talks uh, to bring the flick, <laughs> which is already <laughs> I didn't. That's not um, exposition. I said uh, that's written there. <laughs> the flick, which is already filmed, to the platform. It is still unclear when the film would debut. Uh, the Woman in the Window is based on the book of the same name by A.J. Finn. Um, I don't own it. Hmm. Oh no! Uh, I mean, but but you can. I mean, I have a credit. I mean, I'm literally going to buy it right now. So here we go. Let's, wow. let's do it. I mean, it looks you know, good. I, I'm I'm here for it. So I think this is the perfect movie to go to streaming. I want all the mid range, non blockbusters. Just put them on streaming. We need entertainment. So you do know? you think? I mean, I know we if we talk about this type of thing every week, but do you think that the theater landscape is going to change like for, for permanent, you know, like um, 
are we going to see going forward only big blockbuster movies in theaters and movies that are going to guaranteed to make a lot of money um do you think like this ongoing issue um is going to prevent change how theaters operate it's hard to say i feel like they'll keep the smaller movies in theaters short for shorter time you know Mm -hmm. the blockbusters in for a little longer yeah that's kind of a topic we have coming up but oh is it okay um Beauty and the Beast news, Disney Plus prequel series featuring Luke Evans, Gaston, gets a title. Um, Luke Evans and Josh Gad are set to reprise their roles in the live-action movie starring Emma Watson, <sighs> not, not a fan, Dylan, and the legendary composer uh, Alan Menken, uh, set to provide the show's music. During a recent interview with Variety, Menken was asked uh, about his work on the Disney Plus series and seemingly revealed the title in the process. Quote, I'm excited about the projects I'm doing. I'm working on Disenchanted and a new Beauty and the Beast prequel, uh, The Little Town. I've also been working on a new animated series picture, uh, animated picture Spellbound with John Lasseter, and I'm doing a bunch of Broadway shows. So I guess it's called The Little Town. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the Emma Watson Beauty and the Beast. I think you would have my opinion of this show if you had seen it. Really? They're, I don't know. Gaston was fine, but like... There's also a lot of queer queer baiting here because I, re- I remember that I remember Lafu is like maybe gay I don't know whatever. right right he's like he's one of those wink wink nudge nudge he's totally gay guys he, I think he dances with a dude at the end of the movie right but like mm-hmm. it's but it's but it's really crappy because it's like you're you're giving me a throwaway character and calling this the gay one you know it's like okay thanks <laughs> and not even like if you don't either say it. Or there's like a kiss or something, then it's not canon. Because people will always say it's oh well, you're just reading into it, you know? Right. Like Finn and Poe, right? Like Oscar yeah. Isaacs can say all day long that he actually You don't get that to, you don't get to say it's canon. It's like the whole Velma thing, you know? Right. Yep. Agreed. So I'm just I don't know. I'm like my tolerance is like dropping a lot for this kind of stuff. I'm not interested. Right. It's like get, get But also it's a prequel. Right. So. Uh, yeah, I'm already checked out. Um, g- give me a character that is actually gay and not just like maybe are they with a gay actor? I don't know. That'd be crazy. Well, it's Dylan. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Baby steps. No, we need. We to have give to awards. do. We have to do. We have to do only classically handsome white men played by offensively straight actors to right. start with, and yes. then we'll move on. Right. Exactly. Come on. You. You. You know. <laughs> I like offensively straight. You know what I mean when they're like, "There's no way they are." Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like there is absolutely no way. Right. My favorite thing, I want to make like a compilation of like it's same with women, like straight actresses and straight actors, like whenever they do a gay kiss, it's just like <laughs> like they just like put their it's, lips inside their mouths and like press <laughs> press their faces together. It's like is it, they don't it, commit. I, I haven't noticed it. Um I'll find a YouTube comp. I bet there is I, one. There's guaranteed there's one. <laughs> um if not, uh, coming soon to YouTube. <laughs> um, Detective Pikachu director Rob Letterman tapped to helm Netflix's Beyond Good and Evil adaptation. Okay. The Hollywood mm-hmm. Reporter has learned that Netflix is in the very early stages of adapting Ubisoft's cult classic video game Beyond Good and Evil as a full length uh, feature film. And they just found a director in Rob Letterman who did Detective Pikachu and Goosebumps. 
Um, no writers are currently attached, so it may be a while before it gets off the ground, but like Letterman's previous directorial ventures, Beyond Good and Evil will be a hybrid of uh, live, anima- live action and animated feature. Uh, what is this game? It's, 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 it's old. It's like original Xbox PS2 era, yeah? Yeah. Why, did, why is it live action slash animated? That's a solid question. That I, I don't know. Because <laughs> um, looking at the cover, it just looks like it'd be a live action movie. So I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I played this game when it was new in 2003. I don't, <laughs> and I never beat it. So yeah, it was on PS2, Windows, Xbox, and GameCube. Um, huh. uh, follows the story, uh, the adventures of Jade, an investigative reporter and martial artist who works with the resistance movement, movement to reveal a planet-wide alien conspiracy. Player controls Jade and allies, solving puzzles, fighting enemies, and obtaining photographic evidence. Uh, this is one of those sort of cult classic video games that um, is very, very hmm. lauded as a really great game of the generation that got overlooked. Um, because it's, I think it was released by yeah, as Ubisoft, and you know this is deep in Splinter Cell territory, so things like that were just like really overshadowing this. Um, the premise doesn't sound good enough to like warrant a movie. I feel like it looks I mean, like sci-fi Laura Croft. Yeah, I mean that does <laughs> that, that is what it is. Um, it was re-released on Xbox Live Arcade, I know, mm-hmm. and and probably probably PSN, but I couldn't tell you. Are there enough fans of this? To yes, it's huge. It is a because there must be, otherwise they wouldn't pay for an IP. You know, they would just rip it off. But I guarantee it's not an expensive IP. This is a dead. Right, this yeah. is a dead franchise. I mean, the a prequel um, was announced, but has not been released yet. Huh. So this movie came out in two thousand and three, and they haven't had they haven't done anything with it since, other than the HD remaster in 2011 there's a beyond good and evil 2 coming out yep right it's it, yeah but it's again it hasn't been it's not, it was announced in 2017 and yeah it's a long that's a long way away who too. knows who knows when we'll actually see it um but hmm. no I, ron i'm i'm i have the right assessment in that right like this is a very like decently respected game and people love beyond good and evil i think i think it's a cult classic well not yes, a cult classic. Yeah. yeah i think it's like it has a strong small following but oh uh, yeah i mean it's, also, if it's really, halfway a decent trailer somebody will watch it right yeah uh, yeah that's true it's, it's, and as long as they can say based on the hit video game you know well yeah exactly <laughs> bring the gamers out for sure exactly because they always come out for movies I mean, they do. Uh, they did for Sonic, I guess. I mean, I you guys saw Sonic, Assassin's Creed like, opening weekend. You're right. Same. <laughs> I, no, I did not see it. I think that was one of the ones I missed. Um, and you guys were so pissed. Yeah, off that was that was hot garbage. on that one. Uh, Scream Five news: Courtney Cox has refer is confirmed to return as Gail Weathers in the upcoming reboot slash sequel. It's sure starting to look like Spyglass Media Group and Paramount's upcoming Scream quote-unquote reboot may actually be the sequel we've all been waiting for. Uh, as Deadline <laughs> has learned that legacy cast members Courtney Cox uh, of Friends and Cougar Town, I love that they give her credits. It's like, okay. Um, has signed on to reprise her role as news reporter Gail Weathers in the yet-to-be-titled fifth entry, although I assume it will be called Scream 5. Um, because one <laughs> They always four, do that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it won't actually. Oh no, I totally will. Um, 
I mean, podcast bet. I will totally take that bet that Scream 5 will be named Scream 5. It might be Scream 5 colon something else. I'm going to say there's no 5 in it because they're just to be dumb. I feel like they're, if they're calling it a reboot, they're going to be like Scream the something. I don't know. See, but the point of Scream, like the whole joke with Scream um, is that it is a smart self-referential referential horror movie. Mm-hmm. So and the, that is the horror movie trope that you got to have at least five numerical films before the, the number, before it changes to words. I think Nightmare, Friday, and Halloween all had one through five, and then they started getting named. named. I don't think they care about that. That makes a lot of sense, but I don't think. Oh, I think they do. I think they got to get, they got to get one more, but then they'll change the name. Um, all right. So I am betting. It's the scream cool. Oh my God. <laughs> See, but they, they did that. They did that. I, I'm I'm a, a bit of a scream historian because I do love these movies. Um, <laughs> as embarrassing as it is to say, um, good. But they 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 did that with all the stab movies, right? Because like the the stab movies are the parodies of horror movies that are within the scream universe, and they made a million sequels and they started naming them at some point. I don't remember, but um, all right, Dylan, how much you want to bet? You want to bet? Uh, let's get let's get spicy. Let's do ten dollars. Oh, I was gonna say five because it's Scream Five. Oh, okay, that works sense. <laughs> Plus, I'm not very confident, so I also think oh. we need to we need to chill out with these one dollar bets. Like that's silly. Yeah, that's right. lame. Uh, Scream Five. Not as funny. Will actually be named Scream or titled Scream Five. Uh, Ron, do you want in on this? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, so you know we and haven't you, done. You, Michael still wins if it's like Scream 5, Day of Colon. the Scream, or whatever. Yeah. Right. As long as 5's in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, have, we haven't done this in a while. So let's recap our bets. <laughs> okay. So act, active bets. Um, let's see here. Um, this is amazingly still active. Dylan has $5 with each of us. For a total of ten, the New Mutants will be on a paid streaming slash Fathom event. Even though they're pretending it's not going to happen, I think it's getting more and more likely that it's going to happen. Um, I still think it's going to be. Yeah, I think yeah. now it's going to be in theaters. Oh, this for will real? Be their test movie. To I see think we how... would have known by now if it was going to be streaming. Um, and also, uh, Dylan, uh, I will pay for your Fathom event ticket if it goes to Fathom <laughs> events. Um, womp womp. I owe oh okay I owe five dollars to Ron that Sonic will be below sixty percent Rotten Tomatoes I believe I believe I owe you five dollars for that because yeah. um, that hasn't been paid um, yeah. <laughs> what what okay oh okay um, Michael bet one dollar with Dylan the New Mutants will be released as a miniseries and it says in the notes Michael doesn't remember making this bet uh, <laughs> okay I don't remember that either okay um. And then Harley will date Wonder Woman. I think we just need to cancel that because we don't even know what we're talking about. Um, it was in some new right. Harley series. It said she got a new girlfriend and it wasn't. Okay, then uh, there's anyone. Dylan bet $5 to me that Sonic will be above 39%. Oh, I think Dylan just has to give his $5 to Ron instead of me paying me and then I pay Ron. That makes sense. That's how that makes sense. Wait, what? what? Me... Why am I going to do what? See, you bet Sonic would be above 39%. And it is, right? Right. But, uh, and so that means you would give me $5. Oh, oh no, no, no. I would give no, you. No, you both owe. Oh, yeah. I, owe you, I owe both of you $5. Oh, man. 
Oh no! Oh no! Uh, and Ron Negative. owes me a dollar for the Snyder Cut not being released in 2019. Negative um, nine. Uh, Matt uh, has got a couple of ongoing bets uh, with Ron five dollars that uh, Star Wars will announce Ryan Johnson news in 2020. Um, Oof. Five dollars that Dune will bomb, losing 50 million plus. Now he made that before knowing about the coronavirus pandemic, so. Yeah, but come on, if, if it's coming. He could. Like, if it does, if no. it comes out and people start coming out in droves, and that's like their first big blockbuster test, that could, he could be right, but he's not going to be. Um, Matt, again, I feel like we should forgive Matt on this one. Snake, he bet that a dollar that Snake Eyes will not be pushed back. No, he loses. No, that. he still loses. I mean, yeah. fair hey, enough. look, it is what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, he should have. He should have thought about it. Right. Um, Dylan bet one dollar to me that James Bond will die. Um, I have a dollar with Matt that Halloween Kills will will tie into Halloween Three. I have a one dollar bet with Ron that a certain actor will play Throg. Ron, who is that? A boy. Oof. Christian Bale. Yes, it is Christian Bale. Um, Christian Bale is cast in the movie, but we don't know who he is. I say he's going to be Throg. Oh. There's a. No obvious Valiant verse reference in Bloodshot, so Dylan owes me a dollar. Uh, Space Jam won't come out 2022. $5 between me and Dylan, and then the screen bet we just made. We have a lot of bets. we got to clean this up and pay, pay these we things do. up. Um, I need to figure out some kind of fake Valiant reference in <laughs> Well, in no, no, no. Uh, the wording is no obvious Valiant verse reference. It was obvious to me. Mm. <laughs> Scoob makes strong debut on the DEG's Watched at Home Top 20 while Trolls World Tour retains the top spot. Here we uh, go. They're just proving that kids' movies are going to go straight to video for a while. Oh, not even, forever. Not even going to pretend. Yeah, right. Um, so the top 20. Here we go. Number one, Trolls World Tour. Number two, Scoob. Number three, Yellowstone Season One. Yellowstone <laughs> Season Three. Yellowstone Season Five. Number six is The Outpost. Two. Sonic the Hedgehog. Whatever. Season Two. Thank you. <laughs> Number seven is Sonic the Hedgehog. Number eight is Invisible Man. Uh, then Jumanji, The High Note. <clears throat> I don't know what that is. Force of Nature. Bad Boys for Life. Bloodshot. Batman Beyond. Um, seasons one through three. Hmm. Okay. Harry Potter Eight Film Collection. Birds of Prey. The Hunt. Capone. Fantasy Island and Archive. Batman Beyond um, must have been on sale, but that's cool that that's on there. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Um, but also, we how probably had like a twenty Yellowstone staying strong. How is Yellowstone? Look at Yellowstone. Like, do we need to watch this show? We, we, need we to have to do it. I think point, right. Like, it's been top five for See, a couple of months. <laughs> you know what the problem is? Is that once we contribute, it will stay on the top five. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right because you know it'll drop the, off as soon as we watch it. With the power that the right. universe sway brings, you know, when we speak, it moves the masses, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it'll be one. The masses of five. Yeah, the masses of five. Yeah, mm-hmm, and Nicholas, Nicholas will buy buy it a couple of times, and maybe Acer, Nick Ryan. Um, but what else here? Um, what do I do? Richard's calling me. Oh boy. I mean, you should answer it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's true. Live. No, that's not interesting. <laughs> hey, Richard, you on the podcast? Go. What's up? Um, Marvel's Avengers news, uh, as in the video game. Um, latest war table reveals mm-hmm. that Hawkeye is coming to the to the game post launch. What? With a little over a month to go, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics 
have shared a new character teaser trailer revealing that Hawkeye is coming to Marvel Avengers video game post-launch. The PlayStation Advantage pre-order beta will become available next weekend, starting August 7th, uh, followed by an open beta for the entire PS4 community the weekend of August 14th, and a final open beta the weekend of the 21st. Cool. Ron and I watched The War Table. I did. I'm hype. Very hype for this game. Okay. The game looks better on this last war table. I will agree. I didn't. I'm still not playing it. I didn't realize this was a, a multiplayer game. The campaign is solo, but there's like a multiplayer other parts. Style. Yeah, <laughs> I think after you beat the game, it's like it's like Destiny style, you know, oh. multiplayer kind of thing. I'm excited for it. I hope it's good. Weren't there multiplayer missions? Whatever. I don't care about this game. They're called, right. there's war zones, which are multiplayer. And then right. after, after you beat the game, it's like a grind for like gear and costumes and, you know, All and abilities. And All stuff the stuff. Like All the things. So are we, are we, are we buying this game? Nope. I'm buying it. We're on. Come on. What are you buying it on? Oh, so is it, it's on PlayStation and Xbox? So, so I'll tell you. Well, that's let's the, do the tea, Okay. There's some drama. Um, Marvel event, Marvel's Avengers on PS4 will include Spider-Man as an exclusive character. What? <laughs> like, specifically, like, the entirety of Spider-Man or, like, the PS4 costume? The P- no, all of Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man. Hmm. PlayStation confirmed that Spider-Man will become to Marvel's Avengers as a free PlayStation exclusive. Spider-Man will be released post-launch, so he won't be available when the game is released on September 4th. Um, in a new PlayStation blog post, Marvel Avengers confirmed that Spider-Man will be added to the playable roster in early 2021 at no additional cost uh, to anyone who owns the base game. As previously leaked, Spider-Man will be exclusive to PlayStation owners. Well, I guess that means that's the system to buy it on. Right. Yep. Does Xbox have anybody exclusive? Nope. <laughs> and Xbox They're really up. mad. They, they, yeah, They're, they should all be. The, I mean, yeah. I mean... It makes sense that Sony doesn't want to share their character, you know? Right. But, like, that's a big F you to Xbox owners, especially people who already bought it, like, pre-ordered it. Right. Can you yeah, cancel really, pre-orders, uh-huh. like, at GameStop? Yes. Can you... Yeah, you can. Another con- can you do it everywhere? Well, I guess you wouldn't know, but, like... I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you, uh, you can cancel pre-orders. You can cancel pre-orders at GameStop. I mean, you can cancel them on your console or whatever. People now, what are I whining about this. What I don't like, uh, just speaking of pre-ordering games, I don't know about on PlayStation, but on Xbox, I've pre-ordered Cyberpunk 2077, and it just shows up in your game list like you own it, and it's playing. Like you own, yeah, I hate it. That I hate that. Because you're like, hold on, wait. Can wait, I play? Did I miss this? Oh. Hold on, wait. Yeah, That's no. Annoying. Right. I keep seeing it. I'm like, oh, oh, wait. No, I can't play this. Um, so I guess if we're going to get it, PlayStation. People are like, it's the game. new Snyder Cut, like really Spider-Man on, on Xbox. That's hardly the new. And they're Snyder just cut. like, and they're, <laughs> they're just whining and whining. And I'm like, I was telling Ron this, like, okay, I understand being mad about it, but if you're like Spider-Man's your favorite character ever, and you love Spider-Man, like you already owned a PlayStation Four because you played the Spider-Man game, right? Right. Yep. That was exclusive to PlayStation. So like, calm down with the Spider-Man is my life. I love Spider-Man, but I only play Xbox. That right. can't be true. That's a very small amount of people. That can't be any people. I mean, I yeah. You're just I, mad that you don't have Spider-Man. Okay, so my my pushback to that would be I own PlayStation and Xbox. I pref- I buy everything on Xbox. I don't even know why I have a PlayStation. Honestly, I don't I don't use it. We're um, the same way, Michael. 
Right. I prefer my Xbox. But like so like if I got comes on both, I'm gonna get it on Xbox. But like I am annoyed that that means I have to buy this on PlayStation. They got they got they got God of War. They got Spider Man. But that's like a reason to be annoyed, not a reason to say like your life is ruined. Oh yeah, well no, my life is not ruined. I can just pick up the PlayStation controller. Um, but I feel like I haven't seen a game be like this blatantly. It's been a while. Has that happened, Michael? Where it's like, like very blatantly favoring one console over the other. Is that common or no? No. It used to be. I mean, so I remember when Soul Calibur or whatever it was came out, and they had the exclusive characters. Um, Link. Right. Like GameCube had Link. Um, mm, PlayStation yeah. had Heihachi from Tekken. Yep. And Xbox mm-hmm. had Spawn. Mm-hmm. But they balanced it, at least, you know? True. Yeah. I mean, I know. Like, who, knows, who knows if they have some character for Marvel, but I doubt it. They're not, I don't think they're going to do an Xbox character. I'd be, I'd be shocked. I mean, what, I mean who, who, who does Xbox have? They have Marcus Phoenix or Master Chief? No, but they can have like a random They could do like a Marvel character in That's only for Xbox, but I don't think so. Hawkeye. But also, not good enough. Because no. Spider Man, Nothing, nothing's gonna be. <laughs> you know Spider Man, and also, first of all, how is Spider Man not in the game at launch? Like what? It was supposed to be it's, just a core Avengers. It's like an Avengers game. Don't care. Yeah. They, they have to put like Wolverine on Xbox or something. You know? I mean, at that point, yeah. To balance it out. Um. Anyway, Dune and Wonder Woman 1984 trailers are expected to debut with the Inception re-release. Christopher Nolan's Inception will be re-released in theaters next month. Maybe to mark the mind-bending uh, sci-fi flicks tenth anniversary. Shout out Flick. to our review, I think, last week, um, mm-hmm. or no, two weeks ago. Um, and screenings uh, are expected to feature an exclusive sneak peek of select Warner Brothers films. Uh, so I, everyone can assume that that means Tenet, Wonder Woman, and Dune. So that would be the first. If these aren't of- online, I'm even mad. Oh, they will For be. And this I'm going to whine um, about it online endlessly. It'll be the new release of Snyder Cut if the Dune trailer is only in theaters. Do you, they wouldn't do that. Has that there's, has there a precedent for doing something like that? Sometimes trailers are only in theaters, yeah, but not barely any ever, evermore. So like that would be that'd be crazy. The only exception, not, not like a regular trailer. The only things like when they do go see Dark Knight and you get the first ten minutes of Interstellar or something like that. Oh right, yeah. No one does it a lot. Yeah, no one does love doing it. I just sat through Dunkirk for, what was it? Some other IMAX movie. And then, like, I saw it a couple times, and there was, like, 10 minutes of Dunkirk in front of it. I was like, ugh. Wow. (laughs) Um, AMC and Universal Pictures reached an unprecedented pact to shorten the theatrical window to just 17 days. Wow. Um, That's crazy, yeah. In a move, it's fair to say no one probably saw coming. Universal Pictures has reached a deal with AMC which means that the studio now has an option of releasing any of its titles, including those from Focus Features, on video-on-demand platforms just seven days uh, from playing them in theaters. A movie like Fast 9... <laughs> I'm sorry. A movie like F9, colon, The Fast Saga, will only <laughs> need to play in front of moviegoers for three weekends before being made available at home. This completely throws out the traditional theatrical window of nearly three months. In order to get AMC on board, though, Universal will have to share some of the revenue from the VOD with them. Mm. That's kind of whack. Um, the, Uni- the Hollywood Reporter explains that the cost of these, quote, premium VOD titles is likely to be $19.99 for 48-hour rental, 
similar to what happened with the Trolls World Tour. And AMC would, would, would receive 10% of that. Considering what dire straits that company finds itself in financially, this is good news for them and should keep them afloat uh, in the current COVID-19 landscape. Now, th- that's sort of like paying the mafia protection money. Like, <laughs> what, well, AMC didn't earn that 10% for the... For the <laughs> well, like, I don't I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, they are I, trying to cut them out, so it's like I feel like the least they could do. I, I agree. I agree with that. So I don't know if that's a good faith thing or if that's a AMC is like. Well, well AMC, I'm sure had the leverage of being like, well, then you can't play at all, you know? Because right. if, like, well, if you're not, well, then we'll give you ten percent. Because if you don't play your movies in AMC, you're not released theatrically. Right. right. So they had some leverage. So I think that's probably how that happened. They're like, well, it's fine. Seventeen days, and we get ten percent. And then they're like, all right, fine. Um, but like. Where where do you draw the line here? Does like what if Regal also wants ten percent? Right, you're giving away twenty percent of your profits. Yeah, right. If I'm Cinemark and Regal, I'm like, um, excuse me. (laughs) Um, but is there any Cinemark news? Uh, Because I drove by my Cinemark locally, and I saw five cars parked in front, like in the front, like little spots, and I, which I assumed were employees who were going in to do something. So maybe like in my mind, I'm like maybe there's a conference call or something, or they're trying to figure something out or. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, nope. rumor mill: Lucasfilm is moving forward without Ray Park as Maul following explicit Instagram post. Now, I didn't see the post, but I did see the stuff about the post. Neither, neither did I. Uh, there have been rumblings for a while that Maul could return to the Star Wars universe in a live-action project, and we recently learned that there may be indeed something in the works on that front. Likely picking up with him before or just after that surprise cameo in Solo: A Star Wars Story. Star before Wars or Wars. after. Before or after, or just likely after. before or after. Well, yeah, <laughs> before so or any time at any point in his life until he dies. Um, however, if Maul does appear on Disney Plus, it might just be without Park. Early, earlier this week, the actor allegedly shared an explicit video on Instagram. So the story behind why and how that happened is unclear. Uh, there are, however, plenty of theories and accusations during the rounds. Now, LRM Online is reporting that one. Uh, that in response to the now-removed video, Disney has decided to move move forward uh, with more mall stories minus Park. Um, you yep. don't need Ray Park for this. If no. Like. Ray Park Especially is not Especially since he couldn't even do the voice. He's No, he's not. This That's ridiculous. That's like saying you need David Prowse to play Darth Vader. Like, he, you, need a, you need a martial artist. I'm sorry, you don't. You need James Earl Jones to play Darth Vader. Um, yeah. You know. You're right. You, Michael Prowse, excuse me, not David Prowse. Uh, I could be wrong. It's one of the one of the two. Um, either way, some someone is listening to this and is really furious that I got those name that name wrong. I mean, but, he's covered in makeup and right doesn't like do like when they in Rogue One that little scene with the hologram. Someone else had to do the voice, like the guy who voices him in the cartoons, Sam Whitworth, maybe I can't remember who it was, but like I guess Ray Fisher's voice is too. I don't know. Not yeah, menacing. It is. It's David Prowse. I was right the first time. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I think with with a character like Darth Maul, I'm I'm sorry, Ray Park. I mean, he did a good job doing that role, but I don't think he is at all tied to being that role. It's no, very, not anymore. No. I mean, he's canceled I, now, so it's fine. Well, even then, like, I, it, it's it's like the people that think you needed Kane Hodder to play Jason in all the Jason movies. It's like, no man, like he, he did good. He did a good job being the big lumbering Jason. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just a guy in a mask performing stunts. 
Um, yeah, that's why he's Toad and Snake Eyes and right whoever else he's been. But like, I think he's fully Gensled now because with the video, do you yes. know like the the oh yes, I know the backstory concept. to it. Yeah, yes. so he is like he was complaining about his ex wife the day before or something like that, saying she was cheating on him. Or you know, I think no, I thought I think that, it's I think it's his wife. Oh, it's his wife. Think and he thinks she's cheating on him. Right. So he. It's like a revenge porn situation, which is right. gross. So. Obviously not good. Oh, oh. Right. yeah, yeah. I mean, also get rid of him for that. Yeah, but also he's not necessary. Um, right. Sonic the Hedgehog bombs at, China, at the Chinese box <laughs> office, um, with around sixty-five percent oh. of the Chinese theaters now open across the country. The weekend saw audiences, oh boy, uh, offered the likes of Doolittle, Jojo Rabbit, and Sonic the Hedgehog. The latter broke records when it debuted in the United States back in February with a $57 million opening weekend. But in China, the uh, video game adaptation earned only $1.27 million. A big part of why tickets don't appear to be selling are the restrictions which have been put in place by uh, to combat COVID-19. Venues are only allowed to sell 30% of seats, of course. Um, while only half of the screenings are allowed to accommodate dis- uh, to <laughs> accommodate disinfection measures. Uh, with similar plans in place uh, internationally, what's happening in China could be a sign of things to come for theaters over the next few months. Although, I mean, judging by how the United States and Texas have handled this so far, I don't think that's going to be a problem over here. You don't think? No. I mean, I think I think people are going to go to the movies, and I think movies are going to do okay. Now, yeah, that does to us. I think there's. I still think there's some smart uh, moviegoers. And that it'll hurt sales, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, we will see. Maybe I have a little bit more faith in humanity. You're right. Um, Batman: Death in the Family trailer offers first look at the interactive animated adventure. Um, there's the first trailer for Batman: Death in the Family has been released, but this is a, going to be a very different adventure from the ones we're used to seeing from Warner Brothers Animation. Taking a good cue from Black uh, Mirror and Kim- Kimmy Schmidt's interactive movies, you'll be given the opportunity uh, opportunity to decide how the story plays out for the Caped Crusader and the Boy Wonder. Based on the official description, it sounds like this will just be a short, so it's clearly an experiment for Warner Brothers, and one we'll hopefully get to see expanded on in the not-too-distant future. Um, it so, yeah, reuses is... a lot of footage from Under the Red Hood. Does it really? And yeah, it, I could tell that a lot of it was from that, and then they added in stuff. But well, that makes sense. I don't know. It looked weird. Like, why does he become? Like, I guess it doesn't matter. But like, it's weird that he, with one option, I guess he becomes Red Robin, which is Tim Drake. Right. I feel like such a nerd for being like, excuse me, Red Robin is Tim Drake, not yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's one of the options in the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, no, but you you don't think he just dies and then Batman gets Red like takes in Tim no. Drake. No, that's, that's that's too much effort on that part in this movie. Mm. I think the three options here are: he becomes Red Robin, he becomes like that Red Hood, the Joker kind, you know, right? The big dome, and then he becomes Red Hood, Red Hood, you know. I think those Ooh, are the yeah. three options. Like if he saves him, he becomes Red Robin. But I don't know. Like, do we need that? No. Um, I I like the idea of more I think it's interactive, interactive it's cool. movies. I think that's neat. Mm-hmm. It sounds cool, but I think that's the only thing that makes it cool, though. I wish it was a full movie and not a short. You know, it feels like you're right. dipping. Yeah. Uh, the 2020 Emmy nominations have been released. Um, 
Star Wars fans are going to be very happy to hear that Disney Plus's The Mandalorian has picked up a nom for Outstanding Drama Series. Okay. Um, the first season of the live-action Star Wars show was a big hit with fans and critics, but it's still somewhat surprising that it's been recognized by the Emmys, especially in such a major category. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Moff Gideon uh, in the season finale, was also nominated for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series, uh, who we also shared an elevator with, Dylan. I know. Uh, one of the biggest regrets of my life. Right. That we were like, is that? Is that? No. Yeah, it's it just, is. He just looked like some, he's just some schmuck riding the elevator. I don't know. Um, in addition, uh, HBO's Watchmen picked up some big nominations with Regina King, Gene Smart, Yahya uh, Abdul-Mateen, Jeremy Irons, uh, Yovan Adepo, and Louis Gossett Jr., all scoring acting noms in their respective categories. The show was also nominated for Outstanding Limited Series and actually received the most nods altogether with 26. Wow. Not bad. No. Forget Mandalorian and their two noms. Right. So what do you think about Mando getting Outstanding Drama Series? Was there not that much good drama out this year? I mean, Mando was cool, (laughs) and I had a good time with it, but, like, (laughs) get real. I think they normally try and do, like, a... A fun one? Like a a genre, like, fun one to get viewers, you know? Man. I think this was it. The Oscars do that, too. They'll be, like, Inception or something, you know? Right. Except Lord of the Rings won, though. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's exceptions to it, but but maybe isn't the reason. Maybe they just, like, genuinely love it, but... I don't think it deserves it. Me neither. I mean, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Um, go back and listen to our review. I had a good time with it. But but do you think he deserves outstanding guest actor also? It's like No, he was barely in it. No, yeah. He had I a mean, cool saber at the end. Now, to be fair, I haven't watched a lot of new TV this year um, other than Watchmen. Um, I've watched most of the shows on here. And I I'm sure like- you... I'm sure there's shows that weren't nominated that. Yeah, there's a lot that I feel like are more deserving than this, but oh well. (laughs) Um, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Um, (laughs) Check out the first trailer for the Netflix animated spinoff. Netflix has released the first trailer for Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous um, uh, animated series, which is set to debut in the streaming world. uh, I'm sorry, in the streaming service on September 18th. The show was set during the events of the first Jurassic World and follows a group of teenagers who win the chance to explore the new adventure camp on the opposite uh, side of Isla N- Nublar. <laughs> I, I've seen this movie, but like people care about the lore. Um, the dinosaurs break loose, of course, and they're forced to band together to avoid being torn to pieces and eaten. Um, so it's animated Jurassic Park for kids. I... Yep. I don't care at all. The trailer's I, not good, no. No, the, the animation's bad. Um, yeah. And I also don't like Jurassic Park. Like, I understand that that's a big blasphemy. Um, and, uh, not even the original one. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike it. I just have no... I don't care. I feel like it's fun. It is. I thought Jurassic it's... World was fun, too. People hate Jurassic World, but I thought it was fine. That, last, that most recent one was terrible. Yeah, the, more yeah. the one that was the one that was in the house. Yeah, Ugh. but I don't know. Are they gonna have a bad CGI like Chris Pratt? Like, of course. Like how the voice. like how the Fast and Furious one has a Vin Diesel. Of course. We still need to watch that. We need to review that. Oh man! Well, no, we'll do that at the end. 
once we're done with our Fast and Furious one. Uh, You're right. We got to go in chronological order. Chronological? <laughs> oh, yeah. We already messed up. We already messed that up then. Oops. Um, I, yeah, I don't care. You can skip that. this next story. Uh, Disney Plus uh, we, Disney Plus releases Hawkeye concept art, giving us official look at Kate Bishop. I mean... We saw this blurry a while ago, but this is the first clear look. But that's what she looks like in the comics, though. I mean, there's more well, lines on it. Okay. More lines? It's, it's very different. How dare you? This is groundbreaking. <laughs> I mean... This looks like a comic panel. I'm sorry. I mean, this is cool. I'm glad that I'm glad that we're getting Kate Bishop. I'm glad, glad we're getting Haley Seinfeld. But this looks like a comic panel. Doesn't look like concept well, art. It's made by Andy Park, who does a bunch of the Marvel stuff, and yep. I think it's at least confirmation that we're going to get a comics accurate Kate Bishop. You know? No, yep. that's, that's cool. that is exciting. Um, that's the T. That's <laughs> that's how we end the news by Dylan saying, "And that's the T." <laughs> um, so we watched Life. The 2000 and whatever, 2017, very recent uh, mm-hmm. movie directed by Daniel Espinosa, who also directed Safe House, Child 44, and Morbius, which was supposed to be uh, reviewed by us this week. Um, but here we are, not watching Morbius. Actually, thankfully, I really don't want to watch Morbius. I I'd rather watch Life than Morbius. I don't know if I want to watch Life either, though. I'd rather watch Life than Morbius for sure. Um, so life tells the, I'm going to read the I'm going to read the thing here. Uh, life tells the story of the six member crew of the Interstell International Space Station that is on the cutting edge of one of the most important discoveries of human history, the first evidence of extraterrestrial life on Mars. As the crew begins to conduct research, their methods end up having unintended consequences, and the life form proves more intelligent than anyone could have ever expected. It was mm-hmm. by it was written by Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese. Who directed? Uh, who wrote uh, *Zombieland*, *Deadpool*, Six Underground*, *GI Joe: Retaliation*? That's Six really, Underground. That's really all over the place. Uh, yeah. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, uh, Ariane Bakara, and Olga. Yep. It's weird. It's it's like rare that we get to list the entire cast. Right. That is it. But that's it. That's the cast. And I'm I'm sorry I can't pronounce her last name. It's. Diovichnia, not I don't know. Yeah, it's it's complicated. It sounds sorry, strange. Olga. Sorry, Olga. Um, so also spoilers for life if you care. Um, there are spoilers for this movie. Um, right. So it came out in March 2017. Uh, did 100 100 million at the box office with a 58 million dollar budget. It has a 67 percent on Rotten Tomatoes with a 5.97 average score. Not horrible. I mean, yeah. Better than a lot of the dreck we've been watching lately, um, according to Rotten Tomatoes. So I remember I, my only memory of this movie is I, I know I didn't see it in theaters. Neither did I. And I remember Dylan can explain this better. I'm sure there was some sort of tie-in, not actual tie-in, but like internet conspiracy theory tie-in with Venom. Mm-hmm. What was that? It was that this was a secret prequel to Venom. Oh. And that it was a story of how the symbiote gets to Earth. And what was the and basis that, for that? Um, I honestly can't remember. Footage or something like that was supposed to get reused or something. Something like that. I don't know, but um, it w- it went on for a really long time, and I don't think they ever like fully said like, no, it's not. I think that kind of fanned the flames a little bit. Right. Maybe they wanted people to go see it, but it wasn't. It turned out to be not, not true. true. It definitely, definitely was not, not true. Um, so Dylan, had you seen this movie before? I saw it in theaters. 
Okay. And I remembered. I don't. I didn't remember many plot points. I remember okay. we did. We said spoilers, right? Spoilers. Yes. Yeah. Spoilers. For I remembered life. that either Jake Gyllenhaal or Ryan Reynolds died early, and they were barely in the movie. Because that was one of my big takeaways. I was like, oh, they're barely in it. Um, and it was Ryan Reynolds. He's not yep. in this movie. Um, and then I remembered thinking it was okay. And okay. that was it. I couldn't remember anything else about the movie. Ron? I, this is my first time watching. Same. I watched it a couple of hours ago. Watched it Same. Today. I watched it a couple Fresh. hours ago today. I, want, I, watched I, wanted it last to pull, I wanted to pull a Ron. Like, I normally watch these things, like, we record on Monday, and I usually watch them on Tuesday. <laughs> Like the next day, uh, yeah. After recording, and I've forgotten a good chunk of it if it's bad. Um, it's, but since I had this vacation, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it on Monday. Um, and I, yeah, so I had zero expectations for this movie, other than I spoke with um a couple of customers about it, and some people didn't know what it was. Um, it and, didn't do well. I know you covered that a little bit, but yeah, it went very it, under the radar. Yeah. Um, it didn't do great. But um, I don't know, Dylan. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think about this movie? I I thought it was uh, my my expectations were pretty low. I will go in with that. My expectations really? were were quite low. Um, one of the customers who um has an opinion has a relatively decent opinion on movies, um, and I trust with recommendations told me that it was pretty forgettable. That's accurate because I like I said I couldn't remember plot points from it. Um. I think maybe my initial expectations of it were high because of the cast. I really like, I really like Rebecca Ferguson and and Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, yeah. right? So I was like, oh, a space movie. I love space movies. You know, so this seemed like right up my alley. But like, um, I don't have many complaints about the movie other than that it's like generic, right? And and like and like you said, forgettable. And the ending, like the last couple minutes, I really oh hated. yeah, dog. But, like, other than that, I thought they did a really good job of, like, it was just, like, tension for two hours. And mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty well-directed and well-shot. I, well I shot did, too. And Like, I was surprised. I was okay with it. I don't have much to complain about in that on that front. Uh, yeah, I was surprised. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I love this movie or anything, but I would say that um, one, one thing I appreciated with this movie is that it knew what it wasn't, and it wasn't a strong character movie. And it just got right into it. Oh like, yeah, like it's like okay, you guys are here for a space alien movie, and we're gonna start. We're we're going in. You had mm-hmm. very minimal, like I want to say ten minutes before stuff started happening. Yeah, right. And I appreciate that. And mov- when a movie's like, all right, look, we're we're not gonna, we don't need to front. We know what this is. So I got an interesting story to tell. Okay. When um, the alien broke Homeboy's arm, hand, yeah. mm-hmm. and then Ryan Reynolds went after it. Yeah. And then Ryan Reynolds uh, started getting, uh, the alien started going in the Ryan Reynolds' mouth. Yeah. I almost lost it. That was. I don't know was... what. I almost actually threw up and had to stop the movie. Really? Like, like full on, like serious. Like, I was like, oh, no, I can't handle this. It was like I was getting real, yeah. like it was super gross. I don't know what I might have, like some phobia I don't know about, I, or some trauma I, from my childhood. Effect, I don't know. I'm not about it. <laughs> that effect looked really good too. Like at least the, the part of it going into his mouth. Like right. I bought it. He sold it. Like yeah. I was like oh, 
Yeah, oh I wouldn't have bought it. Dude. I wouldn't have bought it. I was like, I, I thought have the to alien, the alien itself was pretty menacing and well done. I, I, I like the know? alien. Yeah, I think it grew at an interesting pace too. Like, and it mean, was like not a character. It was just like it just wants to survive, just, you know, just, and just a thing, just, like a just killing people. But I thought it was scary, and like the ten, and like I was on the edge of my seat for a lot of it, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I think I, um, I, I think it's it's pretty okay. I mean, you can definitely do a lot worse with a movie on a you know afternoon. You know what I mean? Um, it's like a B level sci fi movie, but with like a decent budget and a good and A listers. You know, right? Exactly. And I think I I like the small cast. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. They do they do the t- typical horror thing of making poor decisions all the time. All the time. It's like why why is Ryan Reynolds going in here? This thing is. I thought. I don't know. I would push back on that a little bit. I feel like Ryan Reynolds made poor decisions. Okay, Ryan Reynolds and the, made poor decisions. And the scientist guy. But I thought the main two didn't really do that. I thought they were like Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal didn't. Jake Gyllenhaal make, and Rebecca Ferguson. I thought yeah. they. I don't think they really made any dumb decisions. Yeah, you're right. They didn't. Maybe. Which I appreciated, but Ryan Reynolds was dumb, and so was the guy who was like treating it like a pet and like literally petting it all the time. I was like, "Come on, girl!" Like, right? What do you What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> why do they keep it in such a in a container that like is sealed by a thin piece of rubber? Right. Forever, huh? And yeah, right. Like this thing snaps a piece of metal. And they, right. they, they, like, oh they, no! They don't think it's going to get through this glove. He's smart. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it was. It was pretty astonishing that it was like suddenly smart. So it's not all their fault, but I guess that's true. That's I, a dumb thing to do. I did laugh at the movie one time uh, when, when the little you know baby alien picks up the the tool for the first time to use it. I'm like, oh my god! Right. I'm watching. Yeah, that was. <laughs> it looked. That was a lot. That was very sudden. Yeah, like oh, 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 he's he's using tools. <laughs> okay, he's smart. He oh, he's smart. <laughs> but but Kong, he monkey. He monkey. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the the ending was kind of. I hate the ending. It makes me so mad. I don't like it. It almost ruins the movie for me. Why do you hate? So it? dumb. The twist. There's there's no point in it. Oh, okay. The twist. I I I hate that it. Right, I I I would have liked it better if we knew that like that if it wasn't a twist and the same result happened, you know, yes, like, sure. Jake Gyllenhaal crashes on Earth and unleashes the alien on Vietnam. I mean, because you know it's gonna happen, right? <laughs> like, like you, like nothing goes perfect in these movies, right? right so, like, like, I knew it was coming, but they hit you. They hit you with the swerve, though, because like they, they did hit you with the swerve. They hit you with the swerve, and like you think Jake Gyllenhaal is drifting out into space. Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson crash lands on Vietnam or in on the water outside of Vietnam or whatever. And then you're like, Oh my God, it's Jake Gyllenhaal and the monster. You know what? That is stupid. You know, she was, couldn't they just she doing like a distress, like call, not a call, but like a, like some log about the, uh, the rest of the ship dying too, or yes. the crew. Yeah. Well, she was on uh, autopilot, but like some junk hit her thing and she got derailed. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then he was trying to steer it manually, but then it like knew to took his ha- take his hands off the uh huh off the thing because it's uh, smart. <laughs> now I I do like, I just I I, I would have like liked it if she had just if they had succeeded and she had gotten to Earth and he had died like that's sad enough. 
right? I, yeah, but well, I, I get that. I, I'm not even mad at. I'm not mad at the result. I'm mad at the execution. But the I'm sequel, fine. though, I like the I everybody think... dies ending. I love that idea because you, you don't get that enough in movies. You get the, you do get the cop out ending because I think it would be a cop out if this thing is so smart that it does all this stuff and outsmarts all these multi-degreed <laughs> college-educated people. Right, this organism. But then it gets foiled by getting into a box with Jake Gyllenhaal, who, like, it's not I, that smart. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it is. Well, it's kind of smart. It's very smart. However, like, I just don't like the fake the fake out. I was like, ah, oh, it's stupid. Like, it was unearned. They do that a lot in horror movies, where like do. you think it's oh, yeah, over, and then it's like, but wait, you know, like, I'm trying to think of an example, like, in but Truth also the Dare, sequel though. when she like releases it on the world. Yeah, but Truth or Dare. Yeah, but they, they know what they are, though. Right, that's, that's but, the Blumhouse. Yeah, but this was like a Truth or Dare style ending, but with this movie. Right. Like, but actually, but wait. everything failed yeah. and it's over and the whole movie was pointless. Can you wow. Think an alter- I want an alternate cut where it's switched and she makes it to Earth. I, I know that's very gravity. Like, that's what happens in gravity. Everyone survives. Everyone dies except her and she crashes on the waters, but like... Sure. I don't know. No, see, I like I like the bleak ending. I because you don't get enough of those. But we're living in a bleak ending, Michael. Well, yeah, but it's <laughs> 2017. So You're right. But, so what what happens though? Let's workshop it. So this thing gets There's out of a the sequel. No, no, no. Like pretend pretend the sequel doesn't happen, right? There, or there is no sequel. So what happens? Like the, it obviously it kills the fisherman, and then what? And then it evolves into Black Sludge, and it takes over Eddie Brock. <laughs> in San oh Francisco. <laughs> oh my wow. No, Colorado, well, Colorado. I mean, I think the 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 less exciting answer is that it eats all of the fish and everything and it, it eats all the underwater life and becomes enormous. And then it makes And all those people. Godzilla. All the people underwater? All the people that like all, all the boats were converging on the Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it eats the all those people. And then it and then it consumes all underwater life and becomes a kaiju. Kaiju, and then it destroys Earth. Right. That's that's what happens. Yeah. So that's uh, a, that's the ending you want, Michael. That's the ending I want. Okay. Like, I'm trying to think of another. I can't. I don't have a good example right now of a movie that has a really bleak ending. Um, but I do. Blumhouse I does that. it all the time. Who? Blumhouse. They do oh. it all the time. Yeah, but Blumhouse doesn't count though. Blumhouse is funny. You know, like. Whoa! It don't count. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. that's I, why I'm okay with it. The Blumhouse gonna get you. I, I love, I love a bleak ending where it's just like, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> this, this is how we're ending it. I feel like they did House this because they corpses. wanted a sequel. Okay. I get, yeah, I guess so. But the movie didn't make enough. House of a yeah. Thousand Corpses has a pretty bleak ending um, for a genre movie. Like the villains win, they kill the, <laughs> they kill the everybody getting away, and it's like, oh. Okay, well, that's it. Like, Imagine you know? Gravity if she doesn't make it to Earth and she just, Sandra Bullock dies and that's the, that's the movie. Is that yeah. what you want, Michael? No, I love Gravity. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I like, I like a bleak ending in a genre movie. Gravity is, is, Sadist. is not a... Is, Gravity's not a hokey genre movie, though. Like, um, it's, this one's it not is, hokey. Well, it doesn't I mean, think yeah. it is. No, it doesn't think it is. But I mean, like, it's got a monster. If you've got a monster, you know, like... You're right. You know, but it's a smart monster. It's true. <laughs> What's the smartest monster movie? I, I mean, uh, Predators. No, um, Shape of Water. It's got to be like the best monster movie, right? 
like oh you mean like the best monster movie well like this the movie uh, a monster movie that isn't like hokey that, uh, I, 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 only thing that comes to my mind right now is shape of water or no, alien alien this is godzilla, godzilla king of earth <laughs> yes uh this movie pulls a lot from uh alien though like a lot yeah it's oh it's, yeah it's it's diet alien for sure yeah it is it's except I, the monster I, is scarier but uh i you know say alien not scary dog you might be right you, you might be right that this i mean i understand that like the xenomorphs are like you know sci-fi yeah. legends and stuff but like um i don't know I, this is a great example of like having a like a cgi monster but using it sparingly to right. the point where it's still like a threat seems like a threat you know sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i don't I know think, I, this gives I, me a little bit of hope for morbius because i think the best parts of the movie were the directing i agree with you um, yeah but then you add jared leto yeah you add jared leto to the mix and i know yeah. how would this movie have been if jared leto was jake gyllenhaal's role Oof. Can you imagine? No, he would have been Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he would have been Ryan Reynolds. Jake Gyllenhaal was really wasted here. I will he, say. Yeah, he wasn't really in this movie, but he did some he had, really great character stuff. Like he was in a lot of it, but he didn't do anything. He I know. he didn't have any like motivation. I feel like other than wanting to die in space. Right. Agreed. Um. I okay. So would you? This isn't available to stream anywhere, is it? I owned it. So nope. I oh, bought it. I rented <laughs> it. Oh, no. Uh, I think we looked this up last week, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's not anywhere. It's on IMDb TV, which nobody has, I'm sure. Um, but I would say this movie is worth a... I don't know, if you can rent it for a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. And you have a couple people over that like sci-fi movies. I think, I think, I think you have a good time with it. It's or if it's like, if it ever ends up being on Netflix or something. It's you an know? hour and 40 minutes. It's worth it. It's and, short. Yeah, you, you're not going to... It's not going to kill you to watch this movie. I, I, that's not like putting it over. It's not going to kill you. But um, I would say check it out. What about you guys? I'd say, I'd say check it out. Yeah, you can rent it for two ninety nine. It looks like or three ninety nine for. Oh, no. yeah, three ninety nine. No, <laughs> uh, rent the standard definition. It's the only way to just, live. Just don't watch it for Ryan Reynolds. Wow. No, I mean, at I this point, know. we've already spoiled that. Um, but next I mean, week, you can watch how he died though. Next week, uh, we are going to be continuing, I believe, before I put my foot in my mouth, um, we are continuing our surprising 2020 trend of reviewing all the Fast, the Fast and the Furious Saga movies. Hey. And we're going to review Fast and the Furious. Oh, is this Tokyo Drift? Tokyo Drift from 2006. Um, it is available to stream for free on Fubo. Uh, what? Fubo. Fubo. What's uh, Fubo? I, you got me, homie. Fubo um, and the two strings? Yeah, no, I don't know her. <laughs> um, so it's available to stream um, on a few things for free. Fubo, um, DirecTV, USA, and TNT. So if you have one of those like cable packages and you log in with your you know, DirecTV onto the TNT app, you can stream it on there. You can stream it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to watch at home. Guess I'm going to have to buy it again. It's another I mean, movie. I mean, you got to buy it, Ron. You don't already you, own it? You don't already own this? No, fool. On DVD? Um, I own all of them. I'm gonna have to. Re- I'm gonna have to buy one at some point because there's one I don't own. Because uh, I went through when when we decided we were gonna do this, I went on, went ahead and bought all of them because they were on sale. But there's. Let's say the most economical thing to do would just be to buy the bundle now. Right. 
yeah, but at this point, like, there's only one that I'm missing, and that's a problem. I think uh, I'm missing like five or six, but I have a problem because like the naming conventions of these movies. You know, it's yep. like I don't know. I'm missing one, and I'll figure. I have to figure that out. Um, <laughs> but so next week, make sure you uh, prepare and pregame and watch Tokyo Drift, so you can. I've only seen this movie once, and I saw it in theaters. Um, so I'm really hyped for it. Um, but anyway. <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Later, guys. It's Ron. It's Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.